Supercharged, a podcast focusing on renewable energy and the passion behind the movement. Supercharged is a thoughtful journey through renewable energy sustainability and an integrated lifestyle. Subscribe and listen each week as we chat with thought leaders, influencers, and those who simply choose to live a better way. And hopefully along the way, you too will be inspired to live supercharged. This is Kevin Pro with another episode of Supercharged, and my special guest today is Josh Corbel. Josh, thanks for joining me on Supercharged. What's going on, Kevin? Glad to be here. It's great to connect again, and, and like I told you before we hit the big red record button, I, man, I am so jealous every time we talk but to look at your background there. Tell everybody exactly where you're sitting right now so, so the entire listening audience is going to be jealous. Uh, I am sitting on a porch in Key West, Florida at the moment, somewhere uh, I've been here since the whole lockdown happened. And, uh, and soon I will be bringing the sailboat down here and actually living on the boat just offshore of Key West. So uh, it's a cool place to hang out, at least for the wintertime in the summer, it gets unbearably hot. Hey, if you're going to be stuck in, in the COVID lockdown, you might as well be in Key West, Florida. I mean, I agree. You know, there are a lot less, a lot worse places to be, but his name is Josh Corporal. He is a longtime friend. And if you look at his uh, Facebook profile, it's amazing. I mean, it's like every he, he's done everything except maybe be an astronaut. And if we, <laughs> you know, if, if uh, Bezos and, and uh, you know, Elon Musk and Richard Branson have anything to do with it, he may get to add that to his profile soon. But uh, Josh, tell on us it. a little bit about yourself. Uh, let's see. So I, uh, I work online primarily. I have uh, two software businesses, um, funnelmappy.com and firebuilders.io, of which are they're just SaaS products. For those that you don't know what a SaaS product is, just software as a service. So uh, people subscribe to those and they pay monthly to, to use them. They're solutions that I came up with on my own, you know, things that I needed and, uh, and figured out how to build those before I got into software. I was heavily involved in digital marketing. And uh, then before that, engineering wise, I was a mechanical engineering designer for the entertainment industry. A lot of stuff, bleeding edge technology we came up with for like Cirque du Soleil and ACDC and, and stuff. And, uh, uh, and then previous before that, I was a tall ship captain. So I sailed all over the world on these big old sailboats. Um, so uh, had like a pretty crazy background that's kind of led me, led me to working online in software. Didn't even mention his motorcycle trip through India. Didn't mention yeah. <laughs> probably a number of other things. But I mean, you say these things so nonchalantly, like, well, yeah, I was a tall ship captain and I was this. I'm like, man, you are, you are like the secret lives of Walter Mitty. Every time I ever, but you actually did it. It's not this sitting in an imagination in, a, in an <laughs> office cube somewhere, but so I, I, I appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That's a, uh, um, there's just so much to see and you know? <laughs> there really is. There's just a lot to see and I'm trying to see it all. So, yeah. And I remember we talked, you know, not long ago, I'm guessing maybe a year and a half ago, you, at that time you had a, a motorcycle trip planned across America on a what a 19 
79 BMW motorcycle called Gingas, or I don't know exactly right. what year he is, but 71, uh, 71, 71. So 50, 50 years old this year. So yeah. it, what the Milwaukee Bucks win a win an NBA title 50 years later, and you get to ride <laughs> Gingas. But uh, I, yep. I love the name. And I, you have you have so many different interests, but I, I know one of them is is really kind of in the in the sustainability space. And you know we've talked about that. And I've seen how you operate and how you think through those. But if you had to define it kind of on your own terms, what is what does sustainability mean to you? Uh, you know, like for me, sustainability is living as minimal as possible in a manner that can be, you know, just can be continued indefinitely. Um, and my, you know, like my experiences with sustainability have primarily been out on the water and, uh, and just the type of lifestyle choices that you make when you're traveling around on something like a motorcycle. You don't really have a choice <laughs> for the most part. You can't live an unsustainable uh, life when you do that because you, you, you're one, you're so in touch with nature, like you're outside, you're getting rained on, you know, you're getting snowed on, like you're feeling the wide range of temperatures. Uh, so really it, it, it puts you in the scene, so, so to speak. And, uh, and as a constant reminder that, you know, we're all kind of part of the same thing. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's really important to try and live as sustainably as possible and as minimally as possible because I just, I honestly, it stems back to my old tall ship days. Whenever you would leave port, the, the general rule was the boat had to look better coming back into port than it did when it left. And I feel the exact same way about the world. You know, as somebody that has a responsibility, you're, you're given a set of options, you're given a set of circumstances, and you do the best that you can to try and improve them for people that come after you, uh, just the, the way that people have done so in the past for me. So that's how I think about it. I mean, I, I love the, the idea of living minimally, but in such a way that you could continue it indefinitely. I mean, what a what a great. I mean, it's there's it's one thing to kind of do a snapshot, but it's a, a whole different thing to, you know, see, see your life as a movie. You know, it's a continuous you know thread. But if you, I mean, it, based on all your experiences, you know, around the world, how has it just impacted you? Like, what are some what are some things that you've done individually to kind of really like embed that in your life? Uh, well, I've so for instance. <laughs> on the boat living on a sailboat uh power especially if you work online power is a premium and the way that it works with battery banks is that all of your power comes from these giant you know six 12 volt batteries linked together in a certain way and and then that's what you plug all your devices into well there's a bunch of different ways to generate recharge those batteries but honestly, the most sustainable way is both wind and solar mm -hmm. on the boat. It's a huge deal. And, uh, and so I try to implement that as much as possible. Yeah, you could run the diesel engine and you, I've got, you know, you've got alternators on there to generate power. But for me personally, um, trying to use as much solar as possible, just 
makes sense and it's easier. Uh, and it and it's really you can do it in a way that's kind of out of the way on the boat. It's not like a big inconvenience. Um, so yeah, the I, I implement a lot of stuff like that uh, on the motorcycle trip. You know, trying to you know really just <laughs> it sounds so simple, but uh, but trying to be that old adage where you go into it's like leave no trace. Hmm. You know, that kind of thing, yeah. um, wherever you stay, especially if you're camping somewhere, just trying, just trying to leave the place looking like you were never there in the first place. So these are all like real small scale things as far as sustainability goes. But I think that the larger scale is just made up. It's just a conglomeration of, of all right. of the small little decisions that you make every day. I mean, I, it, as you were describing, I was thinking in terms of like, it's almost like a beehive, you know, one little one little segment of that beehive is is tiny in itself, but when all those pieces are put together, it makes a pretty large you know honeycomb, and it, yeah. it's just a network. And if everyone would do a tiny bit, you know, together linking those things together, I mean, you know, tiny tiny actions would would result in, in some pretty large changes. But I I love the way that you have have framed that, and you mentioned you're you're on a sailboat. Seems like that the sailboat is named like albatross and it's what about a 35 it's a 30 west sail 32 for those that know boats uh so it's it's about 32 feet but then when you add the boomkin just thing off the stern and then the bowsprit and everything it's about 40 feet overall um perfect for one or two people just living super comfortably and you're going to moor this at uh you mentioned off camera that you're actually in key west but you're going to go to new york where it's actually kind of docked right now, kind of yep. been been winterized a little bit, and you're going to spend some time getting it a little get sea ready, and then bring it down the uh, eastern side of the Atlantic all the way to, to Key West again, right? Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. Uh, and weather depending, you know, it'll it'll take a couple of weeks, but it just just makes sense to have the boat down here. Um, I've missed it. It's been it's been just too long and. You know, the, the motorcycle trip got cut a little bit short because of the pandemic. I only got a portion of the way and then yeah. just stayed here in Key West. Uh, so that'll happen again. The motorcycle trip will happen, but just bringing the boat down and having a home base down here uh, will be a welcome change. Well, you mentioned that you, you, have, a, you have a couple of SaaS startups that, you, that you're currently running or, or at least have hired other people to run for you possibly, but how when you think of the word like you know green tech is there any integration at all in in how you've approached you know the how you built these products or or other you know partners you know vendors that you use or anything like that that you can kind of think yeah this is this is why it's important this is kind of the why behind you know some of the things that i i try to do in my business life yeah the well to be honest like the with the software development really the power costs are the biggest are the biggest cost in its own like the power consumption for servers and whatnot mm -hmm. but the volume that we're pushing is relatively low compared to like google and facebook and yeah. stuff so um so to be honest the the idea of sustainability i mean ideally you would want um a server farm where you have all where you're doing all your processing power to be 
to be operating in a sustainable way. But that's about the only real connection between a SaaS product and sustainability. However, uh, really early on, the, the, you know, the fire builders, the fire builder SaaS product is all about accountability. It's all about helping people create change in their life one little decision at a time. And, um, and it's, it's a really unique platform. It's, a, it's an interactive messaging system. And very early on, the co-founder uh, of Fire Builders, uh, David Stack, you know, he's, he's very into sustainability. And we um, had reached out and, uh, and tried to put together some programs to use Fire Builders to help people implement sustainable change in their life uh, on a daily basis and do it, you know, from from the points of view, getting support from like, uh, what's, uh, what's the girl's name from Denmark? Uh, like uh, Greta, Greta Thunberg? Thun Thunberg, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. So we, we tried actually even reaching out to her and being like, hey, you should be a part of this because uh, um, I totally agree that it's all about the little decisions that you make on a daily basis that add up, just like you said, but then, but then also doing it from, doing it from, having the support and the inspiration from somebody that you really kind of respect and admire also makes a big difference. Yeah. So uh, um, that's about as close to sustainability as we're coming these days with the software. So is there a, is there kind of a backend plan? I mean, or, or do you feel any, I guess, pressure as a business owner to, um, you know, from like a corporate social responsibility, you know, standpoint, I mean, it, it, maybe it hasn't scaled to the point that you're kind of feeling that pressure yet, but I mean, say longer term, if it, if it really took off, what would be some things that you may, may want to think about on the back end that you're thinking, uh, this is ways that we can give back, or uh, this is ways that we can have a really positive impact in this space? Sure, sure. Well, one, I think just from an operational standpoint, uh, the, the more communication, the better. So letting all of the, your users know exactly how you're operating the business. I think that's important. But then two, you know, allocating a percentage of your profits towards something that really is making a large impact in the, uh, in the environmental space. Uh, you know, perhaps it's like around fresh water or, uh, or some kind of you know, tie-in with like engineers without borders, hmm. something yeah. that, that you could do to use, you know, to use the success of the business to make something a little bit better, to improve a little aspect of life. Um, I think that's incredibly important. And from a business standpoint, it's a, I mean, it's a no brainer, man. Like not only are you doing something great for, for the earth and for humanity, but then also from a PR standpoint as well, it's a really great, it's a really great thing that people can understand uh, and get behind your, your company tenants, your company mission statement. So right. it just shows a lot about kind of character and I think in today's day and age, um, it's really important to have that strong character. Otherwise, you just get lost in the masses. Well, I can I can testify to uh, our our guest today that there is there is action behind the words because I you know he's <laughs> he's very very visible on on the socials and uh, does a lot of Facebook lives and and it's just amazing how you know how he, he treats. The guests on his show and and how you know they, they feel so respected and so you know um i guess lifted up you know as you're you're you really humble yourself as you're talking to these guys and and i that really comes through as they 
as you're interviewing them. But is there a are there any resources or anything that that um, that you kind of draw from in this space, uh, whether it's websites or even even event? I mean, is there, are there any um, companies out there that kind of really stand out that you think, yeah, they're they're really having a very positive impact in this space. Hmm. Well, <laughs> to be honest, the first company that comes to mind is the city of Key West because they spend an enormous amount of time relocating all of the wild roosters from Key West itself up north into Central Florida, uh, which just helps essentially like the entire ecosystem here the, these roosters they just they're everywhere man uh like trash cats <laughs> yeah they're they're everywhere and they you know they're great they clean up a lot of the the spot you know so spiders and you know little bugs but but man they they cause problems <laughs> big problems uh so uh so i would say the city of key west does a really great job at at relocating them humanely um, but as far as like, as far as, honestly, as far as sustainability, but doing it, doing it in a way that's, that's, that you can generate some momentum and have it be self-sustainable. I personally, uh, have a lot of respect for a guy named Naveen Jain, if you've ever heard of that guy, um, because he, uh, he really does, he really does have some great ideas on solving large issues again like fresh water um or uh, or or food scarcity um things like that but then backing them down into first principles so that you can solve the problem but look at it in terms of you know being an entrepreneur so how can you also sustain yourself without having to like go and have your hand out for grants all the time right. just to stay alive right. um so Naveen Jain, I think, would be a great resource for people to check out and see what his ideas are around it. It's uh, it's funny that when I, I look at the intersection of, say, commerce and sustainability, it is it's almost antithetical to each other because to be sustainable in business, you have to be self-sustaining. You have to generate revenue. You have to generate profit. You have to manage the business well. And if you're a nonprofit, that you're completely reliant on a third party all the time. I mean, it's a constant and, and you're always at their mercy, you know, whether they grant that, you know, the, the revenue or not. And so um, it, it is interesting, especially in the, in a, the for-profit space to really look at companies out there that, that you know are just, you know, the, the Patagonias of the world and others that are, you know, they're really putting, you know, a lot of effort behind, you know, their, their triple bottom or even quadruple bottom line, you know, maybe with yeah. the way they look at it, but it's, yeah, it is, it's amazing. It is, it, it is pretty great. You know, another, um, another really great, and I, I don't know so much nowadays, but back in their prime, like the prime prime, um, on the podcast just recently, I interviewed a guy named Hap Klopp and he started the North Face. He mm -hmm. was the guy that basically built the brand North Face yeah. up from essentially like this tiny little mom and pop Alpine ski shop to what it is today. And a lot of what we discussed on the show was how they instilled that DNA, that outdoor give back, right? Make it look better than when you showed up uh, mentality into the company itself. Um, and they did all kinds of initiatives. Like they would provide all of this great cutting edge North Face gear to 
the alpine climbers of Everest back in the 70s and 80s, right? With the caveat that they had to bring down more trash than they brought up. So mm-hmm. it, it became like this, this ideal <clears throat> that they built behind their products and people could get behind that. So they, yep. uh, they got to understand the company as a whole and what they stood for and the, the product success just became a natural corollary of that. And it's, it's amazing that oftentimes that, especially in kind of the, the Gen Z and the millennial mindset, that is the differentiator. That is a brand differentiator. If they, if they see two companies and one of them is a little more conscious in this, in this space and a little more proactive and intentional in this space, they will gravitate toward that brand. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, there's a, there's a positive outcome. You know, not only is it good for the planet, good for society, but it also is good for the bottom line, which is, you know, exactly what the shareholders want as well. But as we, as we wrap up today, is there anything that uh, you've, you've thought of during our conversation that uh, you just want to kind of leave us with? And I'd, I'd love for you to, to, you know, after, if there's anything you want to add, add it, but it, I would love to you for you to kind of leave us with like one or two, just what's, what are two tiny steps that, that listeners could just take you know, tomorrow to kind of start this journey toward, toward, uh, you know, I love living minimally, minimally and, in a, you know, to continue this indefinitely type, type mindset. Yeah. Well, the, the ocean is honestly, it's a huge part of my life. I mean, just living on the water and living in a place like Key West. Uh, I would say one really small thing that they could do is there is, and I'm going to plug my friend. She's a really good friend and she, uh, um, Megan Haney Greer. Uh, she had a couple of shows on Discovery Channel. She was, I think, the first person inducted into the Diving Hall of Fame, the first woman ever inducted into the Diving Hall of Fame. She's, um, she's known all over the world, and she actually tackles the very issues that you're talking about with sustainability as they pertain to the oceans, called the Imperfect Conservationist. And I would say uh, to anybody listening right now, just Google that because she does a really great job of breaking that stuff down and talking about the little things that you can do just every day that have massive impact at scale. Uh, so that would be What's my her name again. Tell me her name again. Megan Haney Greer. Is she a free diver? Uh, I, I, she's done some free diving, but it's been, um, I think it's more, more actual like tank diving. Okay. Okay. And one other, one other step, I mean, I love the kind of the macro of let's, you know, follow someone, but I mean, what's a tiny step that somebody could just virtually take tomorrow that, you know, something that you may have implemented in your own life. Mm, tiny step. Uh, well, one tiny step is just get a water bottle, <laughs> get, get an aluminum water bottle. Um, stop, uh, stop buying little small bottles of water from the gas station kind of thing just just grab yourself a water bottle and uh and use that that makes an enormous amount of difference um and it's easy it's easy a lot less plastic in the oceans that way for sure oh yeah yeah for sure and i i would imagine that the time you spent on the albatross i mean just probably made you sick to your stomach when you see things floating on the on the surface of the water and you you probably pick things up all the time and yeah, you know, when we when there. we can, we definitely do the like around the Yucatan Peninsula when we would sail down off like the coast of uh, of uh, Cozumel and like 
down, down in that area, man, that, that was the worst I've ever seen it. And I've never been over to the Pacific and looked at the giant garbage patch, but I, you know, it would just be totally disheartening. Um, but it, it's bad. Yeah. When you just see all of this, all of this just useless plastic junk that's floating around, getting caught in everything. Uh, it's, it just kind of makes you kind of shake your head. And I, uh, um, coming from an engineering background, don't know what the solution is. Every solution that they try to implement within the oceans, the biggest challenge with all of that is, is bio growth and, and trying to build it with materials that can withstand the forces of the water. Yeah. Um, so it's a, t it's a tough, it's a really tough situation, but yeah, it's disheartening to see that all floating around. Well, it's, uh, as we've learned on this podcast, just talking to virtually every guest, it, it truly is going to take all of us. And I, I appreciate you taking the time today to, to chat with us a little bit. It's, I, I love your story. And, and every time we talk, I mean, there's just so much more that, that comes to light. And, you know, when you write that 800 page book of your life someday, <laughs> I, I want to buy that and read it really slowly. But Josh, where, where's the best place to, for, for people to, to catch up with Josh Corporal? Uh, joshcorporal.com. We will Best have place. that in the show notes. Uh, I know he does Facebook lives as well with his fire starters. Um, um, and yeah. And there's our fire it, builders website. Yep. There's a, there's a link uh, on joshcorporal.com of uh, the podcast. So you can listen to a couple episodes there and um, it's going live Wednesdays and Fridays. Now it used to be six days a week, but talk about sustainability. Uh, unsustainable. <laughs> <laughs> unless that was the only thing I was doing. If that was the only thing I was doing, man, I'd, I'd, I'd be super happy. Uh, but twice a week now, um, interviewing some really cool people and, uh, and then firebuilders.io is the, one of the pieces of software that we kind of mentioned. So, yeah. Sounds great, my friend. And it's good to catch up with you. And just, now I just want to thank you for just really playing your part and just kind of being one of those that are, that are leading the way in this space and uh, we'll, just, we'll keep an eye on the, uh, on the social to see the, the growth of Josh Corporal. And, and um, uh, we wanna certainly make sure that uh, we all do our part. Josh, thanks again for joining us. All right, Kevin, thanks, man.